world's becoming a dangerous place for us women. Lipstick Bodyguard looks just like an innocent little lipstick, but it'll instantly drop any attacker to his knees so you can get away unharmed. Lipstick Bodyguard, fear no evil. Get yours today, only at LipstickBodyguard.com. been called a good law gone bad. Over the years, guardianship law has been misapplied, misused, and sometimes just plain manipulated until it has become what it is today, a threat to the health, wealth, and freedom to our elderly and disabled citizens. Diane's special guest expert, Marcia Southwick of the National Association to Stop Guardian Abuse, has witnessed this abuse firsthand and is on a mission to end it. parents are hard to raise, helping families grow older together without losing their minds. I'm elder care expert Diane Berardi. The thought that today, in the freest country in the history of mankind, a group of innocent people can be legally targeted to have their assets seized, their constitutional freedoms denied, and even their ability to hire an attorney or receive visitors be refused is morally reprehensible. Even prisoners convicted of the most heinous crimes have more liberties. But now consider that these atrocities are routinely being perpetrated on some of our most vulnerable citizens by the very people and institutions that are sworn to protect them. And the thought becomes unimaginable. But that's exactly what happened to a close friend of my next guest back in 2010 and set this mild-mannered author, poet, and creative writing professor on a quest to pull back the curtain and shine the light of truth on a good law that has developed a very bad side. She started a Facebook page, Boomers Against Elder Abuse, to collect research and stories of guardian abuse from around the country. Today that page has over 160,000 followers. Here to talk to us about the National Association to Stop Guardian Abuse is Marcia Southwick. Marcia, welcome to Parents Are Hard to Raise. Thank you so much. You know, when you mentioned that it's a good law, there are, you know, it's a good sentiment to want to care for elders who have no one to care for them. And so what the courts have done, and this has been in existence for a very long time, is to protect those who cannot function on their own. And so the idea is that a guardian will be appointed by the court to take over. And unfortunately, in most cases, it's plenary, which means full guardianship. And what that means is that the elder is, somebody petitions the elder, uh, even possibly without knowing it, if it's an emergency, uh, the petitioner says it's an emergency, Um, They can basically freeze your assets um, and take you under their wing right away without and then have a hearing later. 
but you are basically deprived of rights to vote, to marry, to drive. You can't carry an ID anymore. Oh um, you can't use your own money. You know, you don't have any money. Um, and the court hands your money, your estate, over to the guardianship. And the guardian will put it into a trust of some sort. Usually take all your assets, sell your house, put you in a facility, and they have the right to determine who can come see you and who can't and what you can do. You can't be if you want to go out to lunch, you know, with a friend, the guardian can say, nope, sorry. And then if you um, if you are in a facility and your family, often this is done, even though a, an elder has a family willing to care for right. the elder. Right. Maybe they weren't there at the moment when they got into an accident or maybe they're out of state, which is, you know, that's a that leaves an elder very vulnerable when the kids aren't around. Wow. So um, and unfortunately, it's so easy to get people declared incapacitated because guardians and conservators can make they what happens is when you're under guardianship, yeah. the guardian and the conservator, some states it's guardian, some states it's conservator. Sometimes there's guardian of the person and then a conservator of the estate. But depending on that, uh, all of your assets are, you know, the, it's about the assets. That's what's beginning to happen. Right. The, the you know, the people are, some of these, the, what happened was a private industry started to evolve around this. And, uh, and it's a for-profit industry, and uh, and it's being really misused to to get people's assets. What's going on? And it's just heartbreaking. So you know, um, we could have you know our parents you know living and we're living alone. You know, our mother and father, yeah. and we're yeah. out of state. And you you mean to say you know a neighbor could just think well you know may, i don't think they could get on by themselves and can a neighbor just go to court and say usually what happens is uh yes they can and it depends on the state and in some okay. st states like ours uh, in new mexico i'm from new mexico okay usually it happens through an attorney in other words somebody goes to an elder attorney worried about an elder okay you know yeah uh and the lawyer petitions or um and that lawyer uh, you may go in there and be worried about your parent. I'm not sure what to do about taking care of my parent. Right. This is what happened to my friend. I might as well tell you the story. Sure, you please tell so us. So my friend, he was 90, very with it, okay. a fabulous man. He oh. was the lead counsel for J.P. Morgan in his day, wealthy. Um, and boy, he was away on a trip, and his daughter made the mistake of being concerned about him and going to an elder attorney who said, Oh, wow, I have the perfect solution. You, we can have someone take care of his health, oh, his no. finances. You don't have to worry about a thing. He'll be just great. And so suddenly they did an emergency petition. The attorney makes $30,000 off just doing that. Oh, my God. It showed, up, <laughs> it showed up that that very attorney charged, you know, before the guardianship was even final. He's in there charging. So there's motive for the attorney right. to have a guardianship. And there's motive for a guardian to want to be in charge of this money. And there's motive for the court visitor to put the person in a guardianship because they get money. Everybody, Everybody gets is money. suddenly 
on a, a, a the elder is suddenly a cash cow wow. and they feel like uh they feel like they're being surrounded by sharks all of a sudden out of the blue yeah and it's and it's horrifying so what happened to him he was he was on a trip to south america okay. on a cruise with a friend and got a call from uh the guardian saying you have to come home your rights have been removed you're in guardianship oh my so he didn't know he didn't know what the heck was going on so he goes back he is uh not allowed to go to his own hearing because they decided he was too incapacitated which is baloney oh my god you know i mean that's just outrageous and they do this all the time so he couldn't go to his own hearing and his friend went and she has no standing the kids now have no stand i mean the daughter now has no standing because when the parents rights are taken away the children can no longer make any decisions about health or money or anything because the guardian's in charge oh my gosh you know? yeah so suddenly he's in this position and you and the scariest part of this is uh, you know as of now you're right they, you you've lost your right to hire an attorney so you know the deck is stacked yeah so you, you, and not only that the guardian and our i mean the lawyer who petitions in our state basically chooses everybody else on that case and then they'll deny this but they work on case after case together they have this thing streamlined i've even seen things where the doctor uh, who did the evaluation yeah. or he's supposed to be evaluated wrote the guardian uh said is this will this do it is this what you want oh my god i mean you know yeah so it's a very very dangerous system to get into oh and god. and the other problem is that the courts don't have any oversight they don't have the money so what happens is these people you know, they they end up going through the courts for there are many reasons. Another reason is, well, in New York, they just discovered that 25 percent of the of the uh, petitions are coming from hospitals really? and nursing homes. Yes. To get their bills paid. So they want oh their gosh. money. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, so they can contact, I guess, an attorney and to deem this person incompetent correct and correct. so then the attorney can pay their bit you know get control yes. of the act oh my god yes so the attorney appoints you know he goes to court petitions gets money then the guardian gets money and a lot of these hospitals it came out in that new yorker article how the old elders are losing their rights it came out that often and we've known this forever that guardians have relationships with doctors and lawyers Right. And um, so they're basically kind of trolling for clients and they have arrangements with doctors and so forth, too. And they sign these orders and they I don't know whether they get a, a, a referral fee, you know, something. Right. Going right. On. There's something. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I've had twice here. I've I've gone into a doctor's office or, and an attorney's office and seen brochures for this very company. It took over my friend. Oh, my so, gosh. Yes. And we're going to talk more with Marcia Southwick about this guardian nightmare. But first, if you're a woman or you know a woman, you really want to listen to this. I want to tell you about my friend Katie. Katie is a nurse, and she was attacked on her way home from work. 
She was totally taken by surprise, and although Katie is only five feet tall and 106 pounds, she was easily able to drop her six foot four, 250 pound attacker to his knees and get away unharmed. Katie wasn't just lucky that day, she was prepared. In her pocketbook, a harmless looking lipstick, which really contained a powerful man-stopping aerosol propellant. It's not like it was in our grandmother's day. Today, just going to and from work or to the mall can have tragic consequences. The FBI says a violent crime is committed every 15 seconds in the United States, and a forcible rape happens every five minutes. And chances are, when something happens, no one will be around to help. It looks just like a lipstick, so no one will suspect a thing, which is important since experts say getting the jump on your attacker is all about the element of surprise. Inside this innocent-looking lipstick is the same powerful stuff used by police and the military to disarm even the most powerful armed aggressor. In fact, National Park Rangers use the very same formula that's inside this little lipstick to stop 2,000-pound vicious grizzly bears dead in their tracks. It's like carrying a personal bodyguard with you in your purse or your pocket. Darkness brings danger. Muggers and rapists use darkness to their advantage. We all know what it's like to be walking at night and hear footsteps coming at us from behind. Who's there? If it's somebody bad, will you be protected? Your life may depend on it. My friend Katie's close call needs to be a wake-up call for all of us, myself included. Pick up a lipstick bodyguard and keep it with you always. Were you ever young? You're listening to Parents Are Hard to Raise. Now, thanks to you, the number one elder care talk show on planet Earth. Listen to this and other episodes on iTunes, Google Play, and on demand using the iHeartRadio app. I want to welcome our new listeners from Argentina from Buenos Aires and Cordoba, from Tel Aviv, Jerusalem, Israel. I said that backwards, sorry. (laughs) Uh, From Canada, British Columbia, Vancouver, and New Westminster, and from Ontario, Ottawa, and Thunder Bay. I get so excited with new listeners that (laughs) I think my eyes look at the paper and just scan it and just I start talking before I'm really knowing what I'm reading. I apologize to the people in Israel. <laughs> and in the US, we're getting tons of emails from new listeners in Austin, Texas, Denver, Colorado, Baltimore, Maryland, Nashville, Tennessee, and Charleston, South Carolina. Keep those emails coming. Thank you so much. And we're here with Marcia Southwick and we're talking about an unbelievable topic, guardian abuse and literally that someone can take over another person's life and assets under the law and then there's nothing you can do about it. So my gosh, Marcia, is there anything we can do to protect ourselves? Well, that's a great question. And uh, there are a lot of answers to that. One, one, let me just say that the laws, the Uniform Law Commission has come out with a new document after two years of working on it that will improve things and improve due process rights. You'll be able to hire an attorney of your own. 
um, uh, guardians won't be able to isolate wards anymore. Uh, it's it's going to help. There are other things, too. It's going to help if states adopt it. They have the choice whether to or not. Really? But to, <laughs> yeah. But, to you know, and, and also there's the problem of, uh, okay, there are all these laws in place, but right. there's no real criminal uh action that it often these these guardians and so forth get away with the theft because they do it Under in the, the form law. of charging four hundred dollars to go shopping you know they they make yeah. these ridiculous charges and the court can't quite it doesn't have the manpower to, to audit any of it you know so it's it's just uh, a, a system fraught with uh fraud but here are some things you can do and okay. i think number one would be um don't take a family conflict to court. Uh, a lot of times when an elder elder is uh, becoming a little bit, you know, hazy, yeah. and this actually happened in my own family. Elder becomes a little hazy, and you start realizing that we're going to have to put some things in place for mom. Right. You know, to, yes. but then the family, all the old childhood conflicts, right. you know, come up. Yep. And it, I read something, this is funny, in the Times that children siblings when they're young they go through something like three to seven conflicts an hour really you, know, so you can imagine <laughs> all that's latent and then when it comes to your mom or dad it's all out there yeah. so a lot of times one person will go to court wanting to get control right oh, my gosh. oh and then yeah. the court looks at it and goes no i'm not putting you in control you guys are all uh, arguing i'm putting a third party and then they're subjected to this horrible horrible uh situation where they can't even go see their parents when they want to and the guardian will insist that any visit if they're allowed at all sometimes they cut them off for months i had a friend who was cut off from her mother for four years and the guardian just said to the court i think she might harm her mother and so the court said okay she wasn't allowed to see her for four years so it's a terrible, terrible situation. And if you, and if you can avoid bringing a conflict to court, right. that is number one. Um, get mediation, get a therapist. Most of all, wake up to the fact that if you don't quit and make a real solution, you're, you may lose access to your parents and your own inheritance. So it's, it's a big deal. It's a big deal. And the other thing to think about, um, well, Obviously, having your health directive, right. your power of attorney, your living will, and all of that in place, even though the courts can undo those documents, um, it's better to have them than not to have them. Because I, sometimes okay. if, if you land in a hospital, for example, without them right. alone, uh, then that could be a problem. Then, let's see, what else? Uh, I would say... Um, that you mainly it's really educating your kids as well because think about it this way you know elders now are really a kind of quote-unquote protected class by that i mean there are there are lots of uh, attention now to these problems of theft and elders lose their cognitive uh, abilities we all do we all do as we age and so imagine the scenario and so now they have for example um all these mandated reporters, uh, doctors have to report, right. uh, social services, you know, all that, yeah. uh, financial people. Um, so I want you to imagine 
tell your kids that I want you to imagine what would happen if I left a child alone, like a seven-year-old or even an 11-year-old, alone for two weeks and never, you know, never bothered to check on them. And then CPS found out what would happen. Your kid would be just snatched from right. you, right? Taken away, yeah. You would lose parental rights. Well, it's kind of the same uh, with an elder. That's kind of the attitude. Like, are you really going to leave this person who's not, who, you know, just yeah. lit, let's say, just the curtains just lit on fire because right. she forgot to, you know, turn off the coffee pot. That's right. actually happened to me. <laughs> um, you know, or, you know, accidents yeah. happen or... You know, somebody starts wandering off if they have dementia. Right. I mean, what are the courts supposed to do? Right. 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 I mean, so so it's really I mean, I, I increasingly I think families absolutely have to take responsibility for their parents and to know the facts, right. really to know the facts, because I mean, I can't tell you how many how many adult children of parents who are in this situation who are completely blown away by it. I mean, they can't even believe it happened. You know, and at first they go through denial, then they go through rage, and then they, yeah, you know, they get very angry at the guardian and the courts, and of course that makes it worse. Right. And they start, oh, it's just, it's just something that you want to try to avoid at all costs. And the other thing I would suggest is that everybody read the state statutes in their state, because this is a state issue. This is a state, not a federal, yes. right? State right. issue, right. So we're talking tiny county courts all over the nation, putting people into guardianship every day without really understanding or uh, comprehending deeply the impact that it has on someone to have no rights. Yeah. You become a non-person. You're really a non-person, and the effect of that on suddenly losing your dignity, your independence, you're now told your medical decisions are made for you. You don't have any choices. Uh, it's so humiliating. Oh my God! My friend in guardianship. Yeah. He here he was the head of you know the lead counsel for J.P. Morgan. He was not allowed to look at his own bank statements. Oh my God! They said you're too incapacitated. They took away photos of his companion. They took away his phone. Oh they kept him restricted to the house. They, I, I could only see him once a week for two hours. Really? You know, and yeah. yes, and they had somebody monitoring him twenty four seven. So if you went over there, there was a TV camera on you. I mean, oh a camera on you. I, I mean, yeah, it's I, that bad. It's that bad. And this was just because his daughter was worried about him, and so she yes. contacted an elder attorney. And this exactly. Is, and 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 did this? What happened to him? I mean, he he was charged two million dollars in two years by these people. Oh my! And there were God. about ten of them. There were about ten of them on the gravy train. There were there was a, a conservator, a guardian, the guardian's attorney. <laughs> The conservator's attorney, an accountant, then he had to have 24-7 nursing care, which he didn't need, right? Right. Um, he, could, he could have made other arrangements easily. And so between that and then, you know, shopping and all these tasks, they, the charges are just not monitored by the courts. So they so can charge. So he just got fleeced. Oh fleeced. Oh, my gosh. And and what it, the daughter, I mean, <laughs> 
what happened? I mean, she must have felt, you know, she was trying to do something good, right? You know, and, right? Oh and my, then woo, created exactly. This, oh my gosh! She created this horrible nightmare that, you know, then once you are in it, yeah, you really, if you try to fight it, then the guardian. This is the really sick part, in my opinion. The guardian can use your parents' money to hire their own attorney and fight you if you want your parent. Yeah. Yeah. So it's so stacked. It's so stacked. I mean, I was so appalled by this. I just, uh, I don't know. Um, This is so crazy. Yeah, it is crazy. And it's happened to many, many people. So when I first found out about this, I thought, no way, you know, this can't be happening. And I started researching now I have a database of, I don't know, 600 cases and and complaints and all kinds of things on my uh, Facebook page, actually, under the notes section. You can find out a lot about how to protect yourself. Uh, And it's called Boomers Against Elder Abuse. It's on Facebook. I'd recommend that anybody go there or write to our organization with your case. And and that's uh, the National Association to Stop Guardian Abuse. And it's www.stopguardianabuse.org. And we have a woman there who is so good at offering help. You know, not, there's no legal help or anything like that. But these are, are people who our organization is mainly people who have been victimized by the system. They know it inside out. Oh. So it's very helpful. Uh, this is this is amazing, and I'm sure so many of our listeners weren't even aware of, you, you know, right. what's going on. And I would love to have you back because I'm sure there's so much more information that you can tell oh, us. Oh, there is. Yes, there is. There's a lot of information. And um, people, in the, up the, the main message is you can lose your rights in America and be, I mean, it is really stripping you of all of your dignity and your fundamental rights. And it can happen in 10 minutes in one of these ex parte hearings. So thank you so much, Marsha. Thank you. Thank you. And we will have you back. Okay. It was a pleasure. Thank you. Tune in next week when our special guest will be Detective Joe Rubichek who has investigated over 1,000 cases of exploitation of the elderly. He'll tell us what to look for. You don't want to miss this. He's great. I can't wait. And thank you, Marsha. You said that he's great, right? Thank you. I hope this episode helped you with something you may be dealing with at this moment. Please keep emailing those questions and comments and share as much detail as you can. Because listeners, just like you, can be helped by your story. You can reach me at Diane at ParentsAreHardToRaise.org or just click the green button on our homepage. Subscribe to our show on iHeartRadio, iTunes, or your favorite podcast app. I'd be so grateful if you'd share this episode with your family, coworkers, and friends. Episode number 71. Parents Are Hard to Raise is a Counterthink Media production. The music used in this broadcast was managed by Cosmo Music, New York, New York. Our New York producer is Joshua Green. Our broadcast engineer is Well Gambino. And from our London studios, the melodic voice of our announcer, Miss Dolly D. Thank you so much for listening, and I look forward to reading your comments. Can't wait till we meet up again on the next episode of Parents Are Hard to Raise. Till then, may you forget everything you don't want to remember, and remember everything you don't want to forget. See you again next week.